Hello and welcome to the ETOF 21 Sports Podcast. I'm the man behind ETOF 21 Sports, Eric. Coming at you on this lovely Friday to kick off the holiday weekend. Now, did you guys even know it was a holiday weekend? I honestly, I had no flipping clue. I was FaceTiming my parents this morning. And my mom, being the typical mom she is, was like, oh, make sure you don't drink much this holiday weekend. I was like, what? I'm like, isn't it just a normal weekend? She's like, no, no, it's Memorial Day. So I, I had no clue it was Memorial Day. Now I'm going to have to go get some stuff to barbecue, go get some more beer. You know, there goes the diet, adding on the carbs. I honestly had no clue. I mean, without sports, I am totally lost on what day of the week it freaking is. I have no idea. And when my dad retired, he made that statement to me. He's like, when you retire, you don't know what day it is when you don't have work. And I'm like, ah, oh, whatever, dad, you know. Sports is my work. With no sports, I have no idea what day it is or when it is. So it, I kind of get what he's talking about. I mean, the only kind of rationale I know when day it is is horse racing. So that was kind of an eye-opening experience to me, seeing how dependent I am on sports to organize where I am in the calendar. And that got me thinking, what are the places that I want to go to that I haven't been yet for a sporting event? So... What I'm going to start to do is I'm going to start once a week, either Tuesday or Wednesday, I'm going to write a little blog piece, put it on my website, etof21sports. And the first one I did was places I want to go to to see a sporting event, which I haven't been to. So I've been to Yankee Stadium, so that can't be on there. Okay, I've been to Wrigley Field, so that can't be on there. So it's places that I haven't been to. So I have 10 places. A lot of positive feedback on it. I already know what I'm going to write about next week. So make sure you go over to etof 21 sports It's under the blog section. Oh, sorry. Click on media, then click on blog, and it'll take you right to it. Now, you guys know you can find my work for horse racing at etof 21 sports underscore horse underscore racing on Instagram. So I got this guy that messaged me. He goes, what's your free tip? Now, this is early Monday, Monday morning. And you guys know, I'm up at 4 a.m. on Monday. I wake up at 4 a.m., take my pre-workout, do my yoga, and run. And then I eat. And then I kind of tackle my day. That's kind of my routine, my schedule. So anyway, I wake up and I got this message. So this guy's obviously from overseas. And he was like, what's your free play for the day? I go, well, you know, I'm only going to be playing Will Rogers today. I will look after, later in the day once I see the track conditions and see the updated field, who's scratched and who's not. And he replies, oh, I want international stuff. And I explained to him, I was like, no, sir, you know, I only give out plays if I'm personally playing it. If I'm not playing it, then I'm not going to recommend it to you guys. Because you guys want to know what I bet, and I give out what I bet. Everything I post and give to you guys, I personally bet, so my money's invested too. I'm just not one of those guys who just gives out a play and doesn't bet it. So on Monday, I posted one play for Will Rogers. Horse was a late closer. Race played out like I want it to. Nine horse broke a little bit too late. Finished fifth. And this dude is blowing up, saying the horse was no good. I need another bet to chase. Where? What's the play? Is there any more plays today? The horse was no good. Whoa, whoa, time out. Did you watch the race? Horse finished fifth. There was another five yards he would have won. Horse just broke late. Okay, I don't win every bet. My link to my spreadsheet is in my bio. You can see my percentages for every track. So I replied to him, I was like, no, sir, you know, everything for the day is done, and I'll be back tomorrow. So the next day, I had one play, 
at Will Rogers to plays at Funner Park. And this was uh, Tuesday. So I post the play for Will Rogers. Horse lost. This ass bag sends me a message. Says I suck. Shouldn't be giving out plays. Excuse me? I'm up 36.12 units. That means if you bet $10 every horse bet I have given out, you're up 362 bucks. And I suck. I have an ROI of over 108% all year for horse racing. How many people out there are cashing a positive ROA for horse racing for the year? Not too many. 2%. I'm a freaking 2%er. And this ass clown is talking shit to me. Excuse me? My spreadsheet is updated every night or the worst case scenario in the morning. But I update my spreadsheet before I post my plays for the day. You can click the link in my bio and it'll take you right to my Google Sheets for my spreadsheet. Name one other capper on all social media platforms that is doing that. Name one. I'll wait. There's none. And this ass bag is talking shit. And the best part is, I got a $10 winner at Foner Park. This, this clown didn't say one fucking word. Didn't say one fucking word. So you bitch when I lose. But when I win, we have profit for the day. You don't say anything. Not one freaking word. I just hit a $21 winner at, at Gulfstream Park. Did I get a, hey, good hit tip from this dude? No, nothing at all. Nothing at all. Those are the type of people I can't stand. Come on. Link's in the spreadsheet. Link to the spreadsheet is in the bio. Click it. See my work. See how I do per track. I have stuff broken down track by track. Even when I have a negative ROI on the track, I'm not hiding it. It's right there. So you guys can look at it. I'm not hiding from shit. Click it. Look at it. Look at my work. But this dude's talking shit? I mean, come on. Don't come at me with that hate. That's the one thing I don't like about trying to help you guys out. Just the one dude that talks shit. I mean, most of you guys, 98% of you guys are money people. I like talking with you guys. I like interacting with, interacting, sharing ideas, bouncing ideas off, seeing how you guys think, you know, giving out plays, helping you guys make money. But this ass clown is the person that I can't fucking stand. Now, let me talk to you about something else that happened. And I, I, I hate to be such a negative person, but one of the sports book I had, I use is Bovada. Now, I've already said, you know, when you guys are using sports books, make sure you guys have a couple different ones. Because if milk is $1 at one place and $4 at the other place, where are you going to go to buy it? Obviously, the $1 place. So I like to use a couple books. I use Five Dimes. I use Bookmaker. I use Heritage. I use Bovada, and I use, um, I actually have a, a runner in Vegas, but obviously that's shut down right now with what's going on in the world with the COVID-19. So I got kicked out of Bovada because Bovada, what they offer is they offer no goal first period. And I'm pretty good at capping that for hockey. And I mean, I, I won, I think I won like nine of them in a row and I was parlaying them on certain nights and I got an email and I got, I got kicked out. It's the only book that offers it. So I'm like, okay, whatever. So I needed to find a loophole. So I got my sister to create an account and the same thing happened. So, okay. So now I got my brother to do it. So my brother opens an account 
And I'm using my brother's account to place these bets now. So I place two NASCAR, excuse me, Xfinity Series head-to-head -head matchups yesterday. And they both won. And I go to log into my account last night. Error. Okay, whatever. You know, go again. Error. So I'm entering my right password. And... I'm like, okay, something must be up. So I try again, error. So then I try calling Bovada. Bovada is no longer phone service due to COVID-19. Okay, I get that. I understand that. So I do live chat. So I'm waiting and waiting. I waited an hour on live chat just to be kicked out. That's a little weird. So then I email them. So I email them. And they tell me to go to live chat. So I go to live chat. And I'm like, why is my, why can't I get into my account? And they're like, okay, we need to transfer you to a manager. So they transfer me to a manager. And the manager said, I'm sorry, sir, we can no longer take your action. That's basically what we said in a nutshell. And I have not really been doing much in that account. So I don't know if they, like, found out that, you know, me, my brother, my sister, am I going to, you know, I don't I don't know. They really didn't give me a reason. They just locked me out. I mean, they're, thankfully, I didn't have much money in that account because I don't like to have much in the offshore accounts just because you never know when shit's going to hit the fan there. But they are letting me withdraw it, so that's good, but... I would just be very leery of Bovada moving forward. I highly recommend Bookmaker. They've been good to me. Five dimes, you know, Tony's not there anymore because he allegedly got murdered, but I would just be a little careful of five dimes. The two I trust the most are Bookmaker and Heritage. Heritage one, Bookmaker two, five dimes three, and then that's it. Bet Online is good too. Also, that would definitely be in the top four. I don't use them as much as I should. I'll definitely start to using them more and more now, I think, if they have the lines I want. But usually those other ones have better lines and better options. So if you guys ever need help on a recommendation for a sports book, I'll be more than happy to help you guys because I'm not getting a kickback from you guys going any place. I'll tell you the pros and the cons and what place offers better lines for, for different sports and whatnot. So, didn't mean to be so negative there. God, I really uh, went on a little negative rant about uh, cock asshole boy talking shit and uh, Bovada kicking me out. So, let's jump into something else. Sometimes when we look at fantasy football, we tend to overanalyze stuff and do too much numbers and try to think too much. Sometimes we just need to use common sense. So, I'm doing this project where I'm doing three years, seeing what a guy's production is for three years. So I'm doing this, and it's kind of interesting to see, like, what guys are doing what for three years. And the points they have, where they stand up to everybody else, and who you thought did good, who you thought didn't do good. It's, it's, it's pretty interesting. And a lot of stuff really stuck out to me. Like Marvin Jones and Michael Thomas had the same amount of touchdowns over that span. That's that's crazy to me. 
everyone thinks Julio Jones is injured all the time. He's only played one last game than DeAndre Hopkins. The only thing that's holding Julio back is the lack of touchdowns. But that wasn't the main thing that stuck out to me. So I'm looking at Todd Gurley. Okay, so Ty Gurley the last three years has scored 14, 21, and 19 touchdowns. That's the last three years. He scored 14 touchdowns last year, and he was god-awful. So obviously, looking at that, what does that tell you? That tells you the lead running back in the Sean McVay system scores touchdowns, correct? Okay, so we all agree on that. And then we look at who's going to be the lead back in the Rams offense. And in my eyes, it's a no-brainer. It's Cam Akers. But you have these people that were high on Daryl Henderson last year and can't accept being wrong. Are Oh, no, no, it's Daryl Henderson. It's Daryl Henderson. Well, let's just look at the facts. Would the Rams, with how many issues they have on that roster, draft a running back in the second round if they don't plan on starting him sooner rather than later? Probably immediately. Especially after they just drafted a running back the, the year before. You're not going to waste a pick, especially with the salary restraints that Rams team has on a running back, unless he's going to play right away. And Sean McVay said that Daryl Henderson needs to do a better job of carrying out the play. Name one player in the NFL that a coach has made a statement like that about and then is the starter. None. So we just need to use common sense. And I mean, I throw a lot of stuff out of you guys about fantasy, about bets, and I'm not right all the time. I gladly admit it, but I'm taking a stance and I have an opinion. And granted, my opinion on a lot of stuff tends to be different because I think outside the box. But this one is just so cut and dry. And you have these people that are so hell-bent. Oh, I can't be wrong. I can't be wrong. Yeah, you can, dude. It's okay to be wrong. It's okay to be wrong. And Cam Akers, to me, screams, I'm going to be the rookie running back that scores the most points. It just screams it because the Rams' lead back gets touchdowns and scores fantasy points. It's that simple. In Indianapolis, you have Jonathan Taylor, who's going to allegedly compete with Marlon Mack for early down work. And then Naheem Hines is the third down back. So you got three people are just competing for stuff there. Then you look at everyone who's saying, oh, Carl Edwards Hilaire. Excuse me, he's 5'7". He's 5'7 and cannot run through the tackles. And everyone's saying he's the next Brian Westbrook. Brian Westbrook was taller. He was three inches taller than that. So everyone just kind of needs to pump the brakes and take a look back. And just kind of see the situation. With Alaire, I don't even know if he's even going to get on the field. You're telling me Williams, who should have won, in my opinion, the MVP of the Super Bowl, who balled out in the Super Bowl, is just going to roll over and let Edward Alaire be the starter? Like, what? what is that? Especially in a contract year. Oh, it's a contract year for me? Oh, let's just let this rookie be a starter. Just go, just go ahead, kid. And then they just spent one on Darwin Thompson. Darwin and Edward Hilaire, in my eyes, are the same player. They are the same player. Undersized running backs. So everyone has a hard-on for Edward Hilaire right now, and it makes zero sense to me. Why have a hard-on for a five foot seven player 
who can't run in between the tackles. I understand in PPR value he's going to have value, but I would rather have Akers than any one of those guys right now. And that's why on my fantasy rankings, I have Akers as the higher running back. And you can find those at ETOF21Sports. Speaking of the website, ETOF21Sports, I'm going to start doing a better job of just spicing that up. I've condensed it. Um, I'm posting blogs on there, like I said. All my podcasts are going to be up on there. My fantasy rankings are up in there. And my spreadsheets, I'm slowly starting to put up there. It takes time to convert it from Google Sheets to Excel, Excel to there. So everything is slowly getting up there. You'll be able to find everything on there. So make sure you guys are checking that out. So I've been dabbing in the dating app world, as I've talked to you guys about. And I matched with this one girl on Hinge. I didn't even know what Hinge is. Um, And she seems a little, let's say, aggressive to talk, which is fine. And she wants to do a virtual date. I have no idea what the hell that is. So it's like a FaceTime and you're on a date. So like you're drinking a cocktail and talking to her. That's going to be weird as hell. And I haven't shaved since March. And my dad says I look like the effing Unabomber. Am I going to have to ruin this beautiful beard to go on this virtual date? I don't know. I don't know. So I got this virtual date that's supposed to happen. She just asked me about it. So that is interesting. So I will let you guys know how that goes. I'm not holding my breath too much because she lives in Madison, which is two hours away. So I am a little apprehensive about that, but we'll see. We'll see. And then we have a big weekend coming up of NASCAR. We got a NASCAR race Sunday with the Coca-Cola 600. We have the Xfinity race coming back on Monday. And then I believe we have a trucks race on Tuesday. So we got a nice little, nice little stretch of NASCAR. Did you guys watch the NASCAR on Sunday? Was it Sunday or was it Monday? I'm totally spacing on one. Oh, it was Wednesday. There was a midweek one. I am sorry. So I had Kyle Busch to win. So I'm not going to lie. When he spun out Chase Elliott, I didn't care. But I love the fact Elliott gave him the middle finger. Gave Bush the middle finger. It's going to be interesting to see if those two tangle a little bit come up this weekend and the Xfinity race the package they ran I really liked the package of the cars it was entertaining and props to Briscoe I mean your wife has a miscarriage and you go out there and win it you win an Xfinity race beating Kyle Busch passing him bumping up going on so well like you did props off to you man props off to you but I'm really excited about that Xfinity race really looking forward to that and like I said, you know, I'm working on getting more people to come on here. I got caught up with some family stuff, had to deal with some mom pa stuff, so I really didn't get to ask people. But starting next week, definitely going to have more people coming on, a uh, minimum of one guest per week. And whoever it is, you know, we'll just kind of talk sports, talk shop, talk what they're good in. And make sure you're checking out at ETOF21Sports for all the free plays for betting. 
There was a Bundesliga game today, Friday. No game, no action on it. Uh, definitely pass. But horse racing, two for two at Golfstream today, and uh, Joe Smoke Cockboy has not said one word. So I'm just saying. But make sure you're following Etoff Two One Sports underscore Horse underscore Racing for all the horse racing. Etoff Two One Sports for all the regular sports and. Gino Bacala, I was the last part of our seasonal breakdown, excuse me, schedule breakdown. He just posted, so check out that. That's on his page at Gino Bacala. And be safe. I know it's Memorial Day weekend, but God, let's stay in because I need to get out. And then on, I'll be back on Monday for another podcast. And then Tuesday or Wednesday, I will have another article up. So be safe, stay well, and... Just keep six feet apart.